0: Have you ever killed a rabbit, Jake?
1: Oh, an accident. Sure. Um, There was a rabbit's nest in... Uh, are you still recording? Yeah, I mean, this was going to be the opening, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, never Let's mind. let heard about Jake <laughs> being
2: a serial killer.
1: I, so it was, I was mowing the lawn, and I was being negligent, and I didn't realize that there was a bunny nest.
2: Oh! And I
1: only killed one, luckily, but that thing's face got as amazed. far
2: as you know what about that's the other that's the other only one you know the
1: other ones were still alive they were all so petrified that they didn't move this is for sure opening a podcast oh,
0: not, damn. Even. <laughs> not even a question
2: <laughs> listen to our rankings of Oppenheimer <laughs> and how Jake murdered and destroyed a family
0: hello everyone oh Jesus Christ this is uh Greg Goffrey here with Jake Richards and Ben. Wiz. Hello, everyone. <laughs> this is why I'm a podcast producer and not a host. Uh, yeah,
1: this is your hosting capability is not killing it right now.
0: Hey guys.
1: Hey guys. There it there is. There we go. Go. go.
0: Is that you, Ben? No, I got my AirPods in. Tell them to like and subscribe. They have to like and subscribe.
2: Click the button. Okay. Just three. Uh, Ring the bell
0: right here. Smash that button. That's what they say. Smash that button. Uh well, we're here to talk about Christopher Nolan and his and his filmography. And we're all going to give our top 5s. But first, we should talk about Oppenheimer, a new movie that came out that people actually went to go see along with Barbie. Would you would you guys very opposite movies. What would, would you guys think? Give, I loved it. You know, I thought it was great. Give us your Barbenheimer review since, you know, why not? We're here. Jake. Okay.
1: Um so we did Oppenheimer in The Early Afternoon, and then Barbie in the Evening, which I think was definitely the right order. Yep. Um, Erica fell asleep during Oppenheimer. Uh, I liked it, but I was like definitely a little confused um, just with how much it jumps back and forth. Um, And then Barbie was very good. It was very funny. That was a great movie to see in a packed theater, because like you just got to hear everybody erupt with laughter. That was very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it was funny that everybody was wearing pink in, like, the entire movie theater. Were you wearing pink? Everybody commits to a bit. I were you wearing wear pink. pink? What's that? Were you wearing pink? I wore a shirt that had some pink in it. Half-hearted. Mm. That's a C I was traveling. I was in a new city. You, you knew and you were going. Just you, knew- that, you knew you were going.
2: They don't sell pink shirts in these new cities somewhere oh in America? I can't, I'm not going to pack a whole shirt.
1: There's Weren not you a whole shirt?
0: Weren't you in Nashville? Yeah. That's the, bachelor.
1: That's the Bachelorette Capital? You get
0: yeah.
1: I'm not saying I couldn't have got a pink shirt. I'm just saying I didn't want to go get one. You could have stolen a pink shirt and people well, would have been did like, Did you guys mine. wear pink to Barbenheimer? I wore my Greta
0: shirt. Oh my God. And pink shorts. I didn't do I that. Didn't I just know. wore a pink shirt. I,
1: there was pink in my shirt. I feel like I should get at least
0: partial credit for that. Real, real Ben Shapiro energy coming from. Yeah, G- C plus.
1: I liked C the plus. movie. Uh, all
0: right, <laughs> Ben, you, you saw Jake. Both,
2: you saw both as well. I did. I saw it Forty Eight Hours Apart though. I saw Oppenheimer on a Friday and then Barbie on a Sunday. Yeah. Um, they were both great. I. I was I was um, I'm kind of confused how people were confused by the the transition back and forth from the times. I thought that was more obvious than I guess it was to some people like my mom got confused by that, too, about like she was like, I wasn't really sure what the black and white was at first. I guess that's something that wasn't widely known. But other than that, it was good. I thought I, I thought the start of the third act was a little bit slow, especially because they really built up that end of the second act. Uh, with the tests and everything, so your adrenaline's really high, and then you kind of have to figure out what they're going for to start the third act. But other than that, it was I. It was a fantastic movie. Barbie was awesome. It was, uh, you know, you're laughing for like two hours, so it was entertaining. And it's great to watch after Oppenheimer because Oppenheimer feels like you're going through it. You're really putting mental work into this movie, and then Barbie, you're just chilling.
0: It is funny that both movies are kind of like about an existential crisis in very different yeah. ways. Uh but there's there's you know some overlap between the two. I'm not the first to make this make this uh you know theory or you comparison. know about the yeah. comparison between the two. I've seen both twice now. Um I did both on the same day. You saw both twice, Jesus. And then I saw Oppenheimer again the next week, I think, and I saw Barbie again yesterday. So that's where I'm at. Uh, I
2: love, I love the part about Barbie I loved the most was just the Chevy commercial in the middle of the movie. So
0: that's that was hilarious. Cool. That's, that's fantastic. The, the thing about, I really <laughs> like Barbie. I loved Oppenheimer. Um, I think I have Barbie as like a, my 10th favorite movie of the year so far. Uh, and Oppenheimer is number one. So that's just where I'm at. But the first half of Barbie, you can really see the seams the second time. Like the first time the jokes are just hitting. Second time you can really tell like all right, they're just they have to get to this point. They're, they have to do the Chevy commercial. Uh the second half like once they get back to Barbie Land, it gets real good again. Like the se- the last like 40 minutes of that movie are like perfect. Um but I'm all in on Oppenheimer and we're doing an Oppenheimer Nolan podcast, so that's why. One of his finest. And so the thing that was tripping me up with the going back and forth
1: was there was two things. One was the, they would throw out names, and uh, like pretty regularly, and be like, "Oh, that's uh you know Tellers." And I'm like, the first time I'm watching it, I'm like, "Who the fuck?" Like, you can't just like reference this guy. Like, give me some kind of like, yeah.
0: You wanted them to show movies. Benny Safdie, like a little picture of Benny Safdie in the top yeah. The I would love that. That would be great, honestly. Yeah. Like uh, the name, the names were a little a lot. I'm terrible with yeah. names, so trying to figure that all things. out was. The, the second time I saw, the first time I really just kind of let it wash over me and I kind of just like dove into like the score and how beautiful, every, how insane everything looked. And the second time I was like more focused on the characters and like when they were popping up and when they came back and like, you know, the, the difference between the black and white and the color. Like I feel like the second time made a lot more sense because Jake, you've seen it twice now too, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. It made way more sense the second time. Uh, yeah. It
0: was also way better the second time.
1: Um, I saw it in 70 millimeter the second time and like a lot of the um like big climactic moments I don't didn't feel like really came through with like the standard version um especially like the bomb exploding and the theater or the like gymnasium scene yeah um Crazy. Did, it definitely did not like have the same impact um but yeah just like already knowing who these people are after seeing a whole movie about them and then, to see it a second time and they reference like tellers or um you know chevalier i'm like oh that's that's that guy that's
0: the communist guy yeah but the second time you can really see him like really planning it out like the move, the movement of the plant in the black and white like kind of lets you like when they go back to that table like gives it kind of like a perspective and you can jump into it and you're like this is where the movie is in this point like it's very i feel like it's very well thought out about where how the audience gets into each scene if that makes sense
1: yeah uh uh, i would agree um i didn't see the like leather glove that like drowns florence Pugh. yeah i didn't see that the first time totally completely missed that um yeah and the explosion was tight as shit also the the um they, with the stomping was very cool. The first time <laughs> yeah. you, you watch it, you're like, I don't understand what that noise is that keeps surfacing. And then, like, but seeing it back, like you keep seeing the stomping, and you're like, Oh,
0: I get it. I well, get the symbolism I, here. At one point, the movie actually cuts to the stomping before the actual stomping scene, too. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's the
1: when they're in that room where like Robert Downey Jr. is talking about how Russia launched the starting gun with the H bomb.
0: Yeah. Um, like the the I think that's the table scene. Where they start. Yes. uh Yeah. And then later the full scene comes to fruition. Yeah. All right. We all liked it. We all like it. Seems like we liked it a little differently. I mean, once we get to our list, we'll, we'll really come to blows and arguments over this. Um, I think we're good to jump into our top five Nolan movies. Should I just give a rundown of all the movies before we actually get into it? Uh, Yeah, let's do that. I just list just list them, not any in order of first to last, just so people out there, you know, know what we're gonna go through. Uh, first is following, then Memento, Insomnia, Batman Begins, The Prestige, The Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, Dunkirk, Tenet, and Oppenheimer. So, there you go. Did you the- say Batman Begins? I think he did. So oh. it's on this list. So either good movie. Has it. Um, yeah, good movie. Are there any of his movies that you don't like? Uh, uh, I didn't Tenet. really like Tenet. <laughs> Stupid I say movie. I hated it
1: or anything, but I didn't like love it. Stop trying so hard. Tenet's a real. It was very confusing and yeah. like not a honestly not that cool of a concept.
0: The problem with Tenet is that you could see it being a good movie. I feel like. Like oh, yeah. It, it's a lot like Hancock, a movie cool that we constantly
1: reference.
0: I saw that that was on TV a few weeks ago, actually. Um well, it could it's, have fine. Been. it's a good, good cast, but tenant like, yeah, has, like great. John, John David Washington, Robert Pattinson. Like, Robert Pattinson
2: seems so out of out his element in that. Like he didn't make sense in that movie.
0: Didn't it made like, no sense? There's a cool spy thriller in there, like a cool James Bond-esque caper, and like the time stuff is just too much at a certain point. Yeah. There's when you have to spend great, half the movie uh, explaining
1: how the movie works, it's not good. Yeah, yeah. it could have been. It also could have been like uh, sci-fi spy thriller. Call me by your name.
0: Yeah, missed opportunity. Yeah, what, lighthouse would have gotten that. Would have gotten butts and seats. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, that's how the lighthouse sold it. You know, here's Robert Pattinson doing some actual stuff on an island. Exactly. He can only be in black and white movies from now on. He would do it, if anyone would. That guy's... He he's made soul. his money. I, I love that he has his money, and he's just going to do whatever he wants to do now. To so do good. Now.
2: I wonder if the Nolan guy liked guy. him or didn't like him, because usually he puts people in
0: movies again if he likes them. Well, Nolan said that Pattinson is the reason he did Oppenheimer, because Robert Pattinson gave him the the biography, I'm pretty sure. As oh, like wow. A and, then and then he, he didn't cast even cast him in it? Didn't, ca- didn't cast him in it. Oh, my God. He could have been in it there somewhere. Maybe he hates him. Every other white guy's in that movie.
2: I know. They had Josh Peck in that movie. How do you not have Robert Pattinson? Josh well, Peck? He could up. have been just a guy. He plays a pivotal role, too, Josh Peck. Yeah, that's true. He presses the button. All that's right. so funny.
0: Should we do top fives? Do it. Let's do, do it. it. All right. Um, how do we want to do that? Do we want to do a, a random generator? Start with your number five. I should start with my five? Yeah. Do it. My fifth movie is Inception. Okay. I um, like it. First time I saw it, I never saw it in theaters, which is a bummer. I saw it at home on HBO at like two in the morning once. And I just, was for some reason, was awake on the couch downstairs in New Jersey. And That's just, a wild time to see that movie. Watch the whole thing, and then I was like that. I, I think I immediately just like went on Twitter and just started reading like theories and like film reviews and stuff and I mean it's it's a it's a great movie it's Leo DiCaprio. Oh, it's so good uh it's a I don't know how, it's a spy thriller in the mind I guess um yeah Tom Hardy rules uh Killian Murphy rules in it uh Elliot Page is amazing in it uh yeah shows, like it's just like a it's a it's like I feel like it's like the epitome of like a Christopher Nolan movie where it's just like uh oh yeah you know, High concepts, like action movie time. Yeah, he always has something with time in one way or another. Like, this is like the time of jumping into each place is like time goes differently in each. Place. Joseph Gordon Levitt, like, it's just like, a loaded cast. It's a great movie. Yeah, uh, Marion Cotillard as the dead wife, which is She's a, a so good specialty. Um, it's great. Yeah, uh, it's a fantastic movie. I'm assuming it'll come up again at some point. Boy, will it, but uh. That's my fifth. Uh, ben, go go for it.
2: My is going to be quick because it's Oppenheimer. <laughs> yes. But I think I mean that has to be a top five movie. And my thing with Oppenheimer, which I think is a little different than my opinion on some other uh, Christopher Nolan movies, is my enjoyment level for Oppenheimer I think was less than how good of a movie like it objectively is. It's just a lot going on and you know, you're really trying to, th- maybe if when I see it a second time, I'll like it a bit more. Cause you're really thinking in that movie and you're really trying to pay attention to everything. And it's a long movie. So my enjoyment level wasn't super high. It's a fantastic movie objectively, but in terms of enjoyment level, I'd have to not make it like a top three movie for me, for him, but it was fantastic.
1: Makes sense yeah uh so yeah even quicker mine is also oppenheimer
0: uh let's go i thought
1: about putting it higher um i just like can't forgive the only there's only one movie i can forgive casey affleck in that in, and that's interstellar oh my god um and he's good in this movie too no he's not, <laughs> he's really not. just a fucking flat nothing of a man um
0: <laughs> I really I Casey really wanted to put it. Is higher, so but I just like
1: there's so much like guys in
0: rooms talking. It's real Aaron Sorkin. Uh yeah. It, but it reminds me of social network and not Sorkin's garbage. No, it's it's definitely
1: yeah. It's like high it's like high end Sorkin for sure. I, uh yeah. I I mean I loved it.
0: I just like I mean there are movies below it that I love, that I just couldn't put any higher. Yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get into this after. Uh I've Oppenheimer on my list at some point. We'll, we'll get to it. um my number four is the dark knight uh which is i i I, it's probably the nolan movie i've seen the most i mean kind of makes sense yeah oh yeah I, i watched it again a few years ago maybe during COVID, and it the last hour of it is tough like i feel like the the heath ledger part makes up for a lot of the film's flaws but there's a lot of like generic superhero stuff especially i feel like at the time it felt fine but i feel maybe looking back and seeing all of marvel and all of dc and just how many superheroes we've seen it's it gets a little sluggish there especially with how good the yeah first, they're back that's a weak point for sure especially with how incredible the first 90 minutes of that movie are between like the opening sequence and like the hit me scene like just all of the the interviewing stuff like the uh what is it the when he's grilling the Joker, uh, Batman, that's I mean, a that's a perfect scene. Ledger's unbelievable. So uh, Nolan knows what he's doing with the camera, and Christian Bale's like, you know, on what I my newest take is that I think the newest Batman movie is the best Batman movie, the Robert Pattinson one. That was a surprisingly good movie.
2: It was, I still haven't seen that.
0: Oh, I should. Have I that. I
2: liked it so much more than I expected was, to, to like it. It's also
0: like a real like murder mystery. I feel like as yeah. opposed to like action, like it's much. He's more, a detective. Yeah, it's much more detective Um, yeah, but I I have only seen it once too, and I've seen The Dark Knight. I don't know a dozen 20, 20 times. Like you know, it, it was always on. I feel like uh, I've yeah. seen yeah pieces of it, and it's one of the first. I mean, I came out what two thousand eight, two thousand nine. It was one of the first movies that I really like dove into. I mean, I was I was like thirteen years old. It makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's it's The Dark Knight. It's gonna be top five. So I have a number four.
2: Uh, I have Inception for number four. So it's only one spot higher than five, but same reason. I mean, that movie's just uh, the originality of it too. Like right when it came out, it was so good because of how ridiculous of an idea it was. It wasn't even like memed for a while because of like something that ridiculous of an idea can be really easy to make fun of right away. But it was so good that it took a couple weeks to for people actually like make fun of it because maybe they just still didn't understand it, but. It was real. They did a good job explaining everything. It the story kept on pushing, and it's a pretty long movie, from what I remember. I think it's yeah, over think it's two and a half. Two
0: and a half hours, yeah, at least, yeah. Yeah,
2: so I mean, it's just the set design is perfect in that movie. It's just really interesting scenes, like when she's like about to get run over by a train. Like that stuff always makes me jump. Yeah, like it's this just so well done.
0: He's got to do a horror movie at some point. Jake and I were talking about this at one point. Yeah. 4. Nolan. Yeah, he really does. He's inching toward it. He's inching toward it. The Oppenheimer freak out bleacher scene, like, that's Mm. a horror movie. Like, the squeal in the background. Oh, man. The guy guy would make a dynamite horror movie.
2: I mean, he's fantastic at creating tension and, like, anticipation really well. Like, Dark Knight is the perfect example of that when the two boats and one of them has a bomb on them and you're not sure if he's going to blow it up. That whole scene, you're just it's tough because when you watch that movie again, you know what happens. So that scene really doesn't hit as hard. But that first time, you're like, oh, my God, they're going to blow up both these boats.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I saw the movie, when it came out in IMAX, like, and I was 13, 14, whatever, however old I was, I thought The Dark Knight was the best movie ever made. Like, I was, I was like, this is it's up there, the pinnacle of cinema. And I feel the same way about Inception. Like, you know, you see his movies and you're like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Every time. Yeah. Uh, Jake?
1: Four. Yes. My... I think you're gonna be mad at how low I have this, but my number four is Dunkirk. That's fine. Uh, it's very good. Uh, it's very tight. Um, it's just like I don't know. Uh, it's just it's it's very it's great as like an individual thing. There's just like movie. Some of these movies above it, like I enjoyed more, like resonated with me more. It's not that they're worse or better it's just that they like impacted me more effectively than dunkirk did yeah um i also kept getting all the uh white guys with fades confused like they're they all have the same face it's
0: very confusing i feel like okay i've thought about this if i was ever like in the army or in like one of those i feel like i'd get confused by that all the time which is like a bunch of white guys shooting at each other for the most part no for sure You'd be like is that guy on my team or the other team like you know when i play pickup basketball i'm not always sure who's on my team or what or not like so i feel like that's realistic from dunkirk's perspective perspective except that harry that's sire fair. someone who looks that good just wouldn't be in war you know <laughs> he'd get, he'd get yeah, out would
2: be like we can't put you out
0: there like, like you're
2: too pretty for this we, get protect we gotta protect the gene you on a pool
0: stage somewhere <laughs> we gotta push you to america you gotta you gotta do something cool yeah this. <laughs> that was the first here.
2: time i was exposed to harry, exposed to harry styles i had no idea who he was i
0: really? still didn't
2: even after i saw the movie i had everyone's I mean, like you harry knew some of
0: it. the one direction songs i'm sure beforehand like you would heard them
2: I, oh probably but what i had no idea what they,
0: they was were a song you knew?
2: Yeah, but I didn't know who Harry Styles was. And so I didn't realize that that
0: was a big deal that he was in that movie. Christopher Nolan said that he doesn't know, he didn't know who Harry Styles was when he casted him. And I don't believe that for a second.
2: You don't, don't believe that?
0: No, that's a real, like, we need, we're making a war movie. No one's going to see, like, let's, I mean, people are going to say it because it's Nolan, but like, let's just get Harry <laughs> let's Styles. Let's get the
2: One Direction fans in here. <laughs> and, and they went. <laughs> oh, that's such a funny image to me. Yeah, Dunkirk was good. Uh, Dunkirk, I like the second time.
0: Is Dunkirk number then?
2: No, it's probably number six. Uh, um, I should see that one again. <laughs> I the funny thing is, I saw it in theaters, and I was like, "This is okay, it's fine." And then I saw it again on my own TV, like late at night, and I was like, "Crap, this movie's like actually really good and fun and interesting."
0: I mean, I'll get the Dunkirk a little later, but I did see it at the premiere. <laughs> in IMAX mm. that has to influence it a little bit. Oh, so it's gonna play into wow. it. Being an objective
2: it. journalist here. Come on.
0: I saw it with Harry Styles and Spike Lee and Christopher Nolan. So Jesus. It's gonna and it's also like a perfect IMAX movie. Like Oppenheimer is similar where it's just like I watched I've seen it at home and I'm like that's still great. But like seeing it in theaters, I thought I was gonna die the entire movie. Like I was ducking at certain points when the like the bullets yeah. were passing past. Uh yeah. So that was Jake's number four. Yes. All right. So my number three, which I think would be on both of your lists, is the Prestige. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, which yeah, big time. Hugh Jackman. Uh. The whole movie's a magic trick. Scarlett Johansson. The entire movie is a magic. Tr- the book's also great nice. that it's based off of. Um. And it's. I also just grew up. I fucking loved magic. I was a little nerd. Just you know, mm-hmm. I remember being uh. You know Disney has like the boardwalk nearby. Uh yeah. I mean, the Universal boardwalk. They have like a they have like a magic shop. And I remember going there and just watching tricks and being like that guy's the coolest guy that's ever lived and he was probably just like some 43 year old that lived with his mother, but <laughs> it's cool as hell. So, it's fair. It's also like his most I mean it's like a period piece cuz it's I can't remember what. Yeah. Period. It is. Yeah,
2: it's like the uh, what, early 1900s?
0: Yeah, no, out. it's probably 1800s because it's like electricity stuff. I mean, you got Tesla in there, you got David Bowie showing up. That's so yeah, that was like that's pretty good. I that movie's like so like
1: purposeful and like yeah. every single thing like leads to something. There's no like loose ends. And yeah, once once I was like, holy shit, David Bowie is in this.
0: Oh, I was yeah. sold. Uh uh-uh. Is
2: yeah, is Scarlett Joe in that? Who's yeah, the yeah, yeah right? ScarJo
0: okay. and Rebecca Hall. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, god, it's such a good 90s movie. Nineties London, so and right before the early nineteen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a real Michael kane like, You watch it the first time, you're like, it ends. You're like, oh my god, and then you see it a second time, yeah. you're like, oh wow, it's all set. It like it's perfectly set up for something, which is mm-hmm. Nolan's trick, but like, you know, he does it well, so it's fine.
2: Oh, perfect movie.
0: So my it's number three
2: uh my my three's dark night great movie film wow. in chicago too shout out chicago great city i assumed you'd have highly, dark Knight re- highly recommend no i think kind of like you said it's one of those things where the more farther away we get from it it loses a little bit of luster but the first half of that movie is number one thing christopher nolan i think has ever done it's up there it's just from the bank robbery scene all the way through to the Time where they're interviewing him in the in the room, it's just so good, and it really made Batman kind of like a fun person to watch in a movie where it really wasn't about Batman. It was more about the Joker and Batman being beaten and having to like make a grand decision about becoming a villain in people's yeah, eyes. I, I think unique,
0: the, automatically like the coolest superhero because he's not a superhero. Like, yeah, just, he's just like, the guy. He's just, the just guy, guy. guy who like can build, like, has cool cars and stuff. I don't know. There's something about it that's yeah. more grounded. Like, that's why I like the Batman, because it's just a detective story that ha- yeah. he had a cape.
2: I mean, Batman Begins was really ground, like, they really yeah. tried to ground that one in reality. That's where The Dark Knight
0: Rises gets a little wonky. Still fun. Yeah. Definitely a little... There's
2: so... Also, it's probably his movie that has the most plot holes, I think, Dark is Hall, The Dark Knight sure. Rises.
0: Oh, There's yeah. so many... It's definitely the messiest in that movie. Nolan movie. It yeah. really felt like he was just trying to get through it to get to his next movie, where he had yeah. to do a trilogy. I mean, it's yeah. fun. Like I, When I saw it in theaters, I was like, that was awesome. That was great. Uh, but it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah
1: maybe oh, that movie being bad is what gave us Interstellar. Ooh, here we go. Which is, uh, yeah, we'll get we'll get to it.
0: Right, I bet, going I'm going to
1: bet that it's not on Greg's list, and it's, it's very it's high disgusting. on both games. That's disgusting. It,
0: it's my number six
1: that's uh, disgusting
2: let's bleep that out that's disgusting
0: I, i'm the one editing this i do have to admit
1: i have not seen uh the following or following it's um, a movie. it's black and white one of his other early movies i also haven't seen the Knowing, i think insomnia insomnia that's it i haven't seen that one either yeah
2: that's uh, a weird one where robin williams is like nuts yeah i, I love he him.
0: actually plays a good villain yeah. yeah yeah he plays a good villain he was in this movie. Have you seen what's it called? 24 hour photo. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. No. Oh, I have seen, I've seen it's, clips of that movie. It's ins- uh, he
2: looks insane in that movie. That movie,
0: he he is such a creepy guy in that movie. It's so good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, he plays a good villain. One hour I mean, photo,
0: not 24 hour, one hour photo. Yeah. Uh, all right. Jake, give us your number three.
1: My number three is Inception. Um, was gold I thought it was great that was the first time I ever saw a movie in the and was like I have to go back and watch it again um I ended up watching it four times in the first two weeks it was out I mean, I have don't think I've ever done that for another movie oh my so God. I feel like I have to put it in the top three Incredible. Um, it's also like such a good combination of like fun and like thought-provoking. Uh, it looks great. A lot of the like effects that they use, like the spinning hallway, is yes. sick. Uh, I just love stunts. I love a movie with stunts. That's why I love, love
0: the uh, John Wick movies. I was just gonna say. I mean, have you seen any of the John Wick movies, Jake? Oh, so, uh, just a few. Yeah.
2: That that's the most someone helped me. My family is dying. I've been to Inception four times, in, in and listen, week I was I was like what were we when that
1: movie came out? Like 14? Yeah. I was a
0: gremlin. I like how There's you no saw Inception all those times, and my version of that is like the worst person in the world.
1: <laughs> Which is way like that's a much less fun time.
0: It's way more different. I like
2: the I like the car crashes. That's why I go. <laughs> <laughs> I like the I people mean, getting in car. Accident. Who doesn't
1: love a car crash? Yeah,
2: Just a slow motion. Have you seen
1: crash? uh um shit? What's that movie called? Uh, The Blues Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, great car crash movie.
2: That is a good car. But that, that's so I random.
1: Car crash, but
0: I guess uh, yeah, I'm sure it's in there. We were talking about car crashes? Actually, no, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember the car crash in the movie.
1: Oh, it's a super long one. It's like a like I don't know a hundred cop cars hit each other. Yeah. This is really good content. It's a, right it's a classic here. Blues
2: Brothers moment. <laughs> it's the,
1: yeah, this is what the people wanted from the... Chris the the people podcast. want Blues
2: Brothers
0: chat. <laughs> should we read out the URL on YouTube? People can go, just every letter we, and... We should numbers. do a Blues Brothers podcast in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a live watch. Let's
2: <laughs> talking about the crash.
0: For right. half hour. Oh, a car crashes episode. Oh, That would be fun. I'd do that.
1: Mission Impossible's on there.
0: You could also put like Whiplash
1: in there, you know? Oh yeah, God. Mission Impossible. I did have a good one with the Fiat getting hit by the
0: train. The new that was a good moment. Mission Impossible was fun. Yeah, I, I did enjoy it. It was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good movie. time. I, good stunts funny, in that one. It's funny that it didn't yeah. do. Well. People were like, "This is the worst one," and I was like, "No, that was easily the the most fun I've had in a Mission Impossible movie." It's so fun. The part
1: where he's like having to switch hands uh, whenever he has to shift gears. Yeah, great.
0: It's so good, and he's handcuffed. It's also just yeah. like seven of the hottest people you've ever seen in one movie. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Tom Cruise.
1: It lost his eyes. A,
0: you guys, have you guys seen Belfast? Wow. Real Scientology uh, energy. <laughs> Belfast? No. What Belfast, the Kenneth Branagh movie from a few years ago? No. It was so, he casted, uh, Jamie Dornan as his dad. And the mom was like, uh, someone else who was just like gorgeous. Oh, Respect. What? And you're just like, this is what you thought your parents looked like at the time? Like, just two, like, middle-aged Irish people? Uh,
1: that's I typed so Bel- good. I typed in
0: Belfast, and it showed me the city, which is not what I wanted. Uh, Katrina Bell, who's who's in um the race car movie with Christian Bale. I mean, we're getting off track here. but We should fun. probably talk about a Christopher Nolan movie now. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that he casted, like, the two hottest people as his parents. I was like, that's a... Yeah, that, that is funny. There's a lot to dissect there. Yeah. <laughs> okay there's my number some two. issues there go um, number
2: two yeah your number two
0: my number two I mentioned it is Dunkirk uh yeah. which is, his tightest movie I think it's his I don't know Oppenheimer's up there but his most well-made movie I mean it's three concurrent storylines that all kind of intersect uh and it's that it, was pretty neat it's his least character story like there's basically almost only archetypes and then kind of like a few minor characters but in terms of just like an action set piece action thriller like it doesn't really get much better than that i think it's like the perfect version of a nolan movie uh it's less rewatchable i think than i mean it's definitely less rewatchable than prestige or dark knight or inception cuz those have more like you know plot jumps and developments and there's more to dissect i feel like but Dunkirk in theaters is like a top five movie experience for me. So, I'd love to see that. You were at the premiere, yeah. I mean, but just if I just saw it in IMAX, like I would have been like, "This is up there." Like it was unbelievable.
2: It didn't hurt. Um, it was right behind me. My number two is The Prestige. Another fantastic movie. I like that it's more again, like Nolan does really good movies that's more, you know, grounded kind of in reality, where it's not like this huge big idea like space or war or whatnot. It's just like magic and mm-hmm. just dudes in London just chilling and doing magic. So I, I love that. And Michael Caine's perfect in that movie too.
1: It's his version of Now You See. Yeah, I also think that uh, I also think that like the the twist is like just perfectly well hidden enough to where like there's a very solid chance you don't put it together by the time the movie's over. Yeah. Um, but well, like there's still enough of a chance there that it's not like one of those twists where you're like, well, how could I have possibly expected that?
0: Well the twist is basically yeah. that there's no twist, which is like Well yeah, that it's yeah, two guys. Yeah. I mean that's there's something just like so funny about that that it's like oh it's so good. It's so but it like and then the other twist that like you know, there's this man's killing thing. himself, killing himself over and over again. Yeah. 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 But also like that also like
1: how that explains like how like he's so hot and cold with Scarlett Johansson.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One of his like, brothers oh, loved.
1: Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's so That's good. Just... The all the reveal with all the hats over in like the field. Oh, yes.
0: What a film. The it's visuals. A... We love Nolan. We love the visuals. Uh, we really do. This is real, just three white, three white guys talking about Christopher Nolan. Uh, Absolutely, it is. But you know, what do we know better? What's where's what's target happening? audience? This is really our specialty. You know, this is what we were made for. <laughs> I mean, saw Inception four times and like I months. loved it. It's a great movie. <laughs> I went to. I told you guys this. I went to the Batman,
2: uh, Dark Knight Rises, but it was opening day and open at midnight. Yeah. But it was a marathon, so we saw Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then at midnight it was. <laughs> so I was in the theater for probably eight or nine hours that day, watching three Batman
1: movies. So proud! I'm ready to do that. For like two a.m. Ready to do. Nobody is more built to sit for nine hours than you, though.
2: That was great. I had uh, so much candy. And honestly, that's powerful. like
1: a short amount of
0: time for Ben.
2: Yeah, so that's a and...
0: college football. Saturday that's a football. Right now, yeah, that's a football Saturday. He got up and just Perfect. sat back down. He's like, "That's too much standing. I can't <laughs> do it." It's, it's Like so in college ben walked like 300 steps in one day wasn't it like 30 yes. well he walked like to the he walked downstairs and then walked to like pick up the pizza and then put the pizza yeah. on the table i think it was like maybe it's like about, about 5200 steps the whole day and to the bathroom and to the bath. yeah Got no the diaper it was impressive for ben
2: yeah i'm looking into it i might do diaper this falls diaper fall you never know cut
0: that and make that the the intro to the podcast Di- the, diaper uh, boy fall <laughs> diaper ben
2: diaper ben
0: diaper right, boy jake.
2: fall i'm bringing it back
0: jake
1: number two uh my number two is interstellar um oh. which as we said earlier perfect oh, movie number two um i i think his, my top two i think are both like perfect movies uh this one has such a like emotional emotionally raw ending in a way that like no other nolan movie i think really has um and it's like very hopeful and and like earnest which i love um and just like the the whole relationship between him and his daughter uh is very heartfelt how you know they live these whole separate lives but are still kind of you know uniquely tethered you just it's a great movie you love casey Casey is good in that movie. He's because good. he's being a fucking dickhead the whole time. Who he isn't in Oppenheimer, but he's like, there was like, you're right. He's a good dickhead in Oppenheimer, but he's still talking like a guy from a 2010 guy who lives in Boston, and it's like you're. That's not who you're supposed to be in this movie, man. We don't know that. Do a different voice.
0: Uh, <laughs> Interstellar. It may have the best Matt Damon performance too. Oh yeah, it's he's so such good. A little
1: fucking wimp
0: baby, just, just a piece of shit. He's so good. Yeah, cool. Fuck Matt gotta, Damon in that movie. You gotta respect that for like a movie star where he'll just be like, even in uh, he'll be whatever Oppenheimer. He kind of plays the Rube. I mean, I mean, he has like the he's cool or whatever as like a you know army guy in he in Entourage. He's a huge dick. Not, I mean, in in a Euro trip, he plays the dickhead like new boyfriend. Like he's. Every so often, they'll just show up and be even in air. He's kind of like a weird guy. Uh, be an asshole. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Chalamet's in that movie, Jessica Chastain. I mean, McConaughey's incredible at it. I mean, he should That's won probably Oscar, that one. That should have been the McConaughey Oscar. It
2: oh, was so sure. good.
0: Gotta give it to Dallas. His... Fox, though. The scene where he's like just bawling his fucking eyes out. Oh. Oof. Yeah, that one's tough. That's so good. Watching his daughter grow up. Yes. yes. Oh my god. Family, yeah, and son. And son. Yeah. Um, but a son's a fucking shithead.
2: Whoa!
0: Fuck that yeah, kid. a dad, it I shows. Was, I was really going back and forth between that and Inception for number five. When Inception. So Fair What's your number one. So my number one is ultimate recency bias, and it's Oppenheimer, uh, <laughs> which is my favorite movie of the year so far, and. I it's very possible it ends as number one. I I it does have flaws. Like I'm not one to say it doesn't have flaws. Like I think I mean we get into a whole discussion about like the female characters and how they're written and like Florence Pugh's character just being naked the entire time, not really having like a character arc of any sort. Um feels weird to just yada yada that, but I'm gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you won't hear about that from any Kill, of our people Killian fans. Murphy
2: was naked too. And even shows dong or dong
1: what an alien looking man
2: in
0: terms of I, like i just it's the it's you walk out of the movie and you just feel like shit like you just feel like utter shit you're like we're fucked it's over like it has it's so over it's so it has like four of the best sequences of like the last few years like it, it's just it ends perfectly like the last i know people are like it hit or miss on the last hour but you kind of just have to take the last hour as it's like an epilogue of sorts. Like it's its own movie, kind of like the repercussions of everything. Cause a different filmmaker would have just ended it at like the atomic bomb test. And it's like, it's like a success for America. Like, you know, kind of like a Pearl Harbor type movie. And instead it's just like this existential crisis, like existential threat about like what any of this means. What is like being a, a famous person. Mean. Like there's definitely a lot about like, what Nolan feels as a director trying to make interesting things during like shitty times in there. I don't know. I just, I've seen it twice now. I think it's like kind of far and away his best movie. I think it takes all of the things that he knows how to do and the scores. Like, it's just one of those things that you walk out of it. I I can't imagine falling asleep during it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, she just like, was not. Shout out to one of our wives. Um,
2: The thing is I would agree with that but it's lower on my list cause I didn't enjoy it as much, but I do think it's like, it's clearly, if not his best, his second because of what he put into it and
0: like what it makes you feel. I mean, I, there, were, there was this, like Twitter meme of people like moving forward. Like, you know what I'm talking about during like Oppenheimer and Barbie. And that was mm-hmm. literally me for the last like 90 minutes of Oppenheimer where I just like moved forward and sat like on my knees, basically just like, give me more of this. Like I would have watched a five hour cut of that movie. Like the way it moves too, it doesn't feel like three hours. It feels like it's 90 minutes. Like I've seen two hour movies that feel much, much longer than Oppenheimer. Uh, and it, Murphy's amazing. Damon's amazing. Like I really can't say enough about it.
1: It was so funny seeing that with my dad. Cause he said two things for the movie. First of all, he said that Albert Einstein was only in it to like give the movie publicity. And that he probably didn't even know Oppenheimer. And I was like, all right,
0: kids are just showing uh, up. For,
1: kids are just showing up for Einstein. Yeah, they love Einstein. Uh, and then the second thing he said was that uh, we were going to a seven p.m. showing on a Tuesday, and he's like, "I'm gonna be asleep before this movie is over." And first of all, like Einstein plays like a fairly critical role to the yeah. story, and two, the last. Hour of the movie, he was doing the same thing where he was literally on the edge of his seat just staring directly at the screen. I'm like, You're so full of shit. It was hilarious. <laughs> I love texting uh, during
0: movies. No one loves checking their Yeah, videos. and
1: he didn't have his phone out at all during the
0: movie.
1: Uh he also uh respect or, to America right there. Yeah. Uh out related to the Albert Einstein thing. Um, very shocked by how good that monologue was at the very end of the movie about uh, like the medals. Who's where? He's like they're gonna give you a medal someday, oh. but it won't be oh, for you. Yeah. It'll be for them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right before the montage. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that, that was, was so good, so well written. It's also just what what an ending! Like the last three minutes are just some of the like scariest things you've ever seen. Like yeah, yeah, uh, the whole world exploding, the whole world, and and you could see like a Oppenheimer's face in the earth. I was I saw that too. Oh. The same time I saw it. Uh, Jesus I mean it's it's also funny at point like it has a sense of humor oh yeah there's uh, some great jokes I that. mean da- Matt Damon's entire character is like out of a different movie the the I mean the worst joke but also the best joke was the guy who was like, oh we can't bomb Kyoto we went on not Ki- uh yeah Kyoto right
2: I think it was Kyoto yeah yeah it was
0: Kyoto yeah we went on vacation there and our theory like you gasp and then laugh at the same time because it's so like outrage but apparently that's what happened uh I don't know. It's just, I'm, there's a chance I see it a third time, honestly, in theaters, especially in seven. I saw it in 70 millimeter IMAX and Jesus Christ. Like it, that's what it was made. You for. guys got to fly yeah. out for the, uh, interstellar
1: 70 millimeter.
2: Oh, I'm there. Yeah. I'm I'm there. I think there's great transition the to my number one film. Yeah. Interstellar. Nice perfect. Can we it's so talk good. about the soundtrack for interstellar and how perfect the soundtrack is? I think that's the movie with the best soundtrack. Oh for sure. Name. It's
1: oh I listen that, I listen that to that soundtrack perfect. while studying all the time. It's Hans. amazing. Hans.
2: Yeah, I think it's Hans.
0: Uh um, I would say Oppenheimer's it, number two.
1: Like,
2: but yeah. I love the Dark Knight one. The Dark Knight soundtracks. We I mean, talk about studying music.
0: Interstellar is unbelievable. It's also like uh, like recognizable too. Yeah, like, I remember there was a video of someone playing it at actually at IU. Uh and you could immediately tell what like movie it was from.
2: Yep. It's, um, it, it, the soundtrack's fantastic. It's very existential. The the visuals in the movie, the fact that they got the black hole looking almost exactly like a real black hole before they knew what it would look like is wild to me. Uh, the whole second, the second act or third act, whatever it is of the movie is great when he's trying to get back home. Um, Everything about it is fantastic. I don't think I've ever heard a theater gasp other than there's two times I've heard a theater gasp like I saw during Interstellar when, it was one was in Ratatouille, <laughs> <laughs> when they show Linguini's apartment and the view of his apartment is like the uh, entire Paris and everything, I'm I'm Eiffel Tower. I, the whole theater was like, oh, like that. I was like, okay, cool. And then the second one was Interstellar where they realize he's been gone for like 30 years on that planet with the waves. That was really cool. Uh, it's just visually, audibly, story-wise,
0: everything perfect. Wrapped up perfect all, all together perfectly. Wait, can I read you guys the number one letterbox comment for this movie? Sure. One letterbox review. Tell Do me it. tell me you wouldn't cry too if your son grows up to be Casey Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> that's See? so good. Uh, so, so
1: good. my number one movie is actually The Prestige. Ooh. Um, I cool. think it's his, I think it's so like every single, like there's very few movies, like it reminds me of a little bit of like Hot Fuzz. Where like every single line almost in every single scene is like setting up something later in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just like so like purposefully written and like so tightly made and has all these good um like twists and turns. It's got David fucking Bowie. I mean, what more do you want?
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. And they all look cool with the hats and.
1: Yes. You know, Tesla. It has the best hats of any Nolan movie, easily, no question. I that's the the one the funniest part in Oppenheimer is when uh, know the good. one guy tells him to take off the the military outfit, and so he puts on his suit and he has a little like I'm suited up moment in the window where he like brushes the brim of
0: his hat. Oh, I lost my shit when he did that. Well, he puts the uh, cigar, not cigar. He puts the uh, pipe in his mouth too, right? It's like his like. Yeah. His, his Dark night moment. That's his look. Yeah. yeah. Suiting up. That's when he becomes Oppenheimer. Um, I also, for some reason, uh, I don't
1: know why we did this, but me and my brother in like random collections of our friends growing up, whenever we like, were are just like doing nothing, for some reason, someone would always either put on the prestige or memento. And so I've seen both of those movies like 10 times for some reason. Great movies to not pay attention to.
0: To be fair, I haven't seen Pento in probably like five years or so. I feel like if I watch it again, it just chance it sneaks into like my top five. That's
1: yeah, the thing that's with Nolan. Fun. Yeah, like, I had a
0: kind of low
1: there. The bottom two was easy for me. And then after that, it got a lot harder. Dark Knight Rises and Tenet, I would imagine, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Tenet's my bottom. Dark Knight Rises is a second to bottom. But everything, everything above that, I would say, is like at least like a four and a half.
2: Yeah. I would say so too.
0: Yeah, I it's
2: every movie's interesting that he makes, at the very least.
0: Yeah, I mean, even Dark Knight Rises is still, I would say, like entertaining. Yeah, and uh, Tenet
2: they have it, it, the visual effects are cool. Like that car crash yeah. that was going backwards was actually really cool. The opening
1: sequence in the yeah.
0: opera house is that's um, really cool. Um, it's a, I mean the movie looks great. I mean I risked yeah. I risked death to go see Tenet in theaters when it came out. In like was that during COVID, it was like May twenty twenty, June twenty twenty. <laughs> It's a, it, came, it came out, we out
1: something. Time. We watched that Wonder Woman movie, like right when COVID was like starting to calm down. Yeah, I can't. I don't think I've ever had a movie that was less worth risking
0: death than that movie. It was fun. I remember my dad and I went to the AMC, in, like not far from our house, and in Jersey, and we go there, and everyone's wearing the mask and my dad immediately falls asleep in the movie <laughs> and it like his mask falls off and he just has his like nose out so i'm like well legend we're we're kind of scared if someone in this theater has covid and it was also like we we didn't know how bad covid was we were just like and i was like this wasn't the movie ends and i was like it was okay that definitely wasn't worth like you know getting super sick for <laughs> it was like you know yeah. interstellar is one thing you know you see interstellar in theaters that's worth getting sick for All right i could throw up because of this movie i'm probably gonna yeah. throw up because of like dizziness because of this movie. Um, yeah, Tenant Tenant wasn't that one. Oppenheimer no. would be. It's fair. There you go. It's
2: three hours. His next movie is going to be twice. three and a
0: half. It's six hours on that movie. I mean, Kills of the Fire Moons is almost four hours. That's coming out this year.
1: And I'm going to no. see that. I
0: I got to go see it. It's on
1: my list. It's on my, I drafted it. The trailer looks so good. It does look really the good. The trailer,
2: the music in the trailer is perfect.
1: Yeah, it's a it hits so hard.
0: That's I read an excerpt from the book and I, I was like, wow, this is really well written. Well, written. well I'm reading Gra- David Grant's newest book, The Wager, and the guy knows how to write a nonfiction story. It's crazy. Uh, I'm I was thinking about reading Killers of the but I'm just gonna wait for the movie at this point. Like, Fair. I just want to see it fresh. Uh,
2: yeah, same. That's
0: why I didn't read it. Movies are good. Well, the fact that the like native population
1: there is like, like, loves Scorsese now. Yeah. Like, when does that really endears me to him? Yeah. That never happens with a director. They're always like, no, it's like they're always like, that guy's a fucking prick. And he like completely mistold this story. I can't wait. I was, uh, I went back to our the uh, auction we did and was looking at everybody's lists and adding them all to my uh, want to watch. I
2: completely forgot which movies I took.
1: You took that Renfield movie that didn't do very oh,
2: well. Oh, I know. I'm so upset. You know how bad that movie is? I didn't even see it. It's been Nick <laughs> yeah, Cage. I haven't seen
1: it either. I've seen 49. It came out
2: during when Spider-Man came out too, so that
1: kind of screwed it up. I've seen 49 new movies. I haven't seen Renfield. <laughs> Jeez. I really want to watch that uh, they clone Tyrone movie.
0: Is that want to... on anything? It's on Netflix. Yeah. Man. no
2: Renfield. Sorry, it's probably on
0: like oh. TikTok or something. No, nah, wait, you haven't seen it either. Off.
2: No, that's your guy in your movie, and you didn't go. See I had it? to watch. I had to watch Pig instead, which is actually a good movie.
0: Pig is good. Jake, you haven't seen Pig. Pig's a good I've movie. I've seen Pig. I'll add it to my list. The new that. movie that comes out at the end of this year looks really good. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to watch that. Produced by Ari Aster.
2: It's going to be weird.
0: Man, it's, it's been a good movie. Maybe year. you'll see Maybe. Nicolas Cage's guts. I mean, I've had I have two five-star movies this year already. Spider-Man? Now I'm just looking at my letterbox on, on the podcast.
2: <laughs> That's perfect. Go follow Greg on Letterboxd. Follow Greg. That's
0: follow all Greg on Letterboxd. I mean, I have John Wick outside of my top 10. That's how good this year's been so far. Jeez. That's unacceptable. And I love John Wick. It should be in your number one. Do you have John Wick Wick or Oppenheimer more, Jake? John Wick. That makes sense. Spider Verse or John Wick?
1: Ooh. That's tough. I think John Wick. Just by a little bit, mainly because Spider
0: Man was just like stopped midway through. Yeah, that's the thing. If Spider Man was like five hours, would have been. I'm in. I mean, I don't care. Oh I was yeah, gonna I would say have no definitely... to a five hour Spider Man too. Like everyone would. Well, apparently they, they were Spider-Man. like abusing the shit out of the
1: animators, so like they probably couldn't have made the five hour movie.
0: They should have just released it like nine years from now, but just perfect. I'd be into it. That's not how movies work. That's not how it got delayed now. too. Yeah. That's, That's why I make anything a full works movie. anymore. No. Stop
2: making part ones. You know, you know for Tom no
0: Nolan can do it, though. If anyone can do it, it's Nolan. Is that what guy- if there was an Oppenheimer part two? Oh, I'm in. <laughs> the
2: first one ends in the mid-explosion, and the yeah. second one starts up <laughs> mid-explosion.
0: I mean, I'm into it. It's like Kill Bill. It's two <laughs> it's movies. It's like The
2: Sopranos. Just, yeah, just cut, to black. cut to black. Mid-explosion.
0: Oh, man. Anything else you want to talk about?
2: I like the lists.
0: Really dragging on here. All right. Bye, everyone.
2: (laughs) See ya. So long.